I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Joined as always, the wind beneath my wings, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, we are also joined uh, by Jay Wilson, Marketing Campaign Manager at 3 Ireland. Welcome to the podcast, Jay. Hey guys, thanks uh, Thanks so much for having me. I uh, hope, you're, hope you're both good. Yeah, we're, we're great doing to have well. you. Even better that you're on now. Uh, you were saying before we came on that you're a long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, long t- yeah, that is that is absolutely it. Um and I was saying, you know, listening to I suppose listening to the podcast is very much like you feel like you're doing career development for yourself, but in an easy to listen to way. Um, you know, not to diss marketing week, but it's not like spending, you know, twenty minutes reading a, a an article on um, you know, icons or, or fonts or something like that. It's much more accessible. So thank you for uh, that service, uh, both of you. That's a, that's, 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 that's a, that's a big thing. We should definitely so, do a what? font episode. <laughs> <laughs> One million percent and yeah. make it like three hours long or something. Make oh, it yeah. really long. Yeah yeah. 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 See who really uh, is willing to commit to the podcast. Like, <laughs> all, all I was hearing when Jay was talking there is that we're better than Ritson. Oh, yes, that's, that's, Jesus, don't that's, 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 that's all I was hearing. Don't start that, that war. Uh, educators. <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah. Don't don't start a turf war between Ritz and I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think don't that's a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just trying to pro, pro, provoke him so we'll come on the podcast uh, quicker. Yeah, good, good, uh, good. We'll set up a, a marketing masters, and uh, but I definitely think we drink a lot, but he definitely drinks more than us, especially on Zoom yeah. calls. <laughs> Very impressive, and he seems to have no issue in terms of you know time of day drinking. Like that's no. that's the most impressive thing. Like eight o'clock in the morning, he's he's right. going for it, which is tough, you know. Yeah, I, I, he I, he blames it on the time zone. Yeah, bullshit. Like he o- doesn't travel that much. Where he is. <laughs> like what I what I would love to know is like you get you know you start at eight, you finish at ten, and you've had like three beers. It's like what does the day? Oh, what's the trajectory <laughs> of that day? Presumably, I, I you just got it off. Yeah. Yeah, like my I assumption thought... would be like that's the dream day. Yeah. Well, you don't do any more work. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay, I, this is a don't. Monday. The next four days are gone now, right? Yeah, this is this weekend. Yeah. You know, take annual leave. That's it. But you're gonna have a great Monday. But you can't, you can't be going to meetings. Like, no, absolutely not. Uh, absolutely maybe, not. You know, maybe that's just where he's at level wise. You know, there's levels to this game. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> to bring this back to ads, I did see an ad during the week uh, that was from the fifties or sixties that was a woman at her breakfast counter and had a bottle of Smirnoff in front of her said, every morning's a Smirnoff morning. Fuck off. Apparently was a real ad. Apparently. Wow. Just, we'll just put that out there. So it's quite, uh, quite, quite strangely. What was that? It was from the fi- 50s, was it? The 50s or 60s. I don't know. It just looked like it was a 50s or 60s era ad. So my so. my immediate thought when you said it was, it was one of those small bottles of, you know, Smirnoff ice, like the white ones. Oh, but obviously, yeah. obviously that wasn't it, and that also wouldn't no, be appropriate. So. It was like a half liter kind of <laughs> just shoulders. Is that what they call? Jay's it? thinking of like a fat frog from the boom. He's that's like, what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. That's what I'm thinking of. Which, to be fair, you know, compared to an agony or a shoulder, is probably healthier. I'm like not by much. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, maybe yeah. a I'd bit take. more sugar, but less. You know, <laughs> problems. Get you ready for your day. Get, you, get you ready for your day. Less problems. Uh, Jay, we could talk about drinking in the morning uh, all podcast, but uh, we must bring it back to proper ads uh, mm-hmm. at some stage. You, you, your career, you've spanned from kind of 
partnerships and sponsorship sides right through to, to brand manager, marketing manager. Mm-hmm. What's the kind of lessons you've been learning that, that, that fuels a successful campaign and kind of drives a brand forward over the last couple of years? Is there kind of one or two nuggets that are just always hold true that you've, you've found out over your time? Um, I think the, the, certainly one of them for me, and it actually comes up in one of the ads we're going to talk about later on is, um, you know, where brands mix, uh, uh, purpose and, uh, their own brand development. Um, and I suppose that kind of came to light working on the sponsorship with, with the LGFA, with, with Lidl. Um, and even, you know, thinking about that, that now, you know, that was Lidl got on board with the, with the partnership in what, 20, end of 2015, 16, when women's sport did really need the, the, the support. It's in a completely different space that it's in, uh, that it's in now. Um, but it absolutely delivered for the brand as well. And it's like finding those areas whereby, um, you know, you can, you can do something specifically for your brand to grow your brand that also has that, that, that purpose element in it. Um, you know, certainly for me, that was, a, a an exciting partnership to work on and one that, that obviously had huge impact for the sport and, and obviously Lidl as a brand. And uh, in, when it comes to actually then campaigns and, and kind of just general advertising, what's the ones that kind of grab your attention most? Um, I think for me, it, it's kind of like b- boring campaigns, um, are, are good to me so campaigns that like this is going to be yeah how long do we have like 40 minutes here you know strap in everyone this as long as you fun. want yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah here's the episode on the icons um anyway uh no i think i, I think for me the ca- campaigns that appeal to me are maybe campaigns that don't from the outset seem you know breathtaking or you know uh overwhelming but when you learn about the the inside and the rationale totally work and are very consistent and and uh, a brand that does that and has discipline with that i think they're they're kind of the ads that, that i'd appeal to so like genuinely like there's 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 ads that i see in let's say like a a grocery price comparison campaign that i'd be like oh that's amazing like that's amazing. I see. I you know they they picked this particular product because that product is a halo effect on other mm-hmm. products. Blah blah blah. And you know my partner would be like, "There's something really really wrong with you that you're getting excited by that." So yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, that's but brilliant. to be fair, it's a mix. Like it's hard to pin down. That that's just one. That that's just I mm. suppose a, a a thread of campaigns that would appeal. But yeah, it's a, I suppose it's a it's a mix. Yeah, effectiveness taken... is is important. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it is taking the appreciation of ads to a, another level of of nerdism yeah. when it comes to the advertising industry. I didn't think we could could get to. I thought we were bad enough. I think we, like my, my wife calls me like a, a nerd. Full stop. Anytime talking just in ads. the morning, first thing she's like, "Fucking nerd." Cat's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey, how you doing today, nerd?" She like slaps your lunch out of your hand and goes to the but car. I haven't even I haven't waken up. Yeah, yes, and she. <laughs> you haven't even had your smearing off yet, and you're like already on the back foot. Yeah, that's very tough. Yeah, that's well, what drove them have... to smirk off. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear um okay well let's 
Let's get into your boring selection of ads, yeah. then, Jay. Uh, yeah. What are we going to see for our first ad? Uh, so the first ad uh, we're going to look at is from um, Salesforce, and it is called uh, New Frontiers. Cool. Brilliant. Let's have a look. Space, the boundary of human achievement, the new frontier. It's time to engage. It's time to plant more trees. It's time to build more trust. Time to make more space for all of us. So while the others look to the metaverse and Mars, let's stay here and restore ours. Yeah, it's time to blaze our trail. Because the new frontier, it ain't rocket science. Right here. That's funny. I've not seen that before. No. Yeah. So I, I think this is probably one of the one of the examples I go whereby it's. Um, I think the more you learn, the more you learn about Salesforce, the better the better the ads uh, the mm-hmm. ad gets. So. Um, yeah, so originally I think that that aired Super Bowl of uh, Super Bowl out of of this year, and um, the first thought is like, how great would it be to have a budget that can have Matthew McConaughey in it? Like yeah. that would be, that's a good, that's a good day at work. Um, but yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of for like, I, I think everyone's aware, everyone knows what what you know who Salesforce are, what they mm-hmm. what they do roughly, but from a, a marketing perspective, I kind of like we were saying earlier, um came across them and have gone down a complete rabbit hole where I'm like the ultimate Salesforce marketing fan. Um, and I first uh, first came across them on uh, another podcast, which is obviously not as good as this podcast. Um, you listen to another podcast? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can have more than one on your phone no, on no, Spotify. No. Yeah, 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 it's mad. <laughs> it's crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of came across them on the the Uncensored CMO um, from from System One in the in the UK, and they had two guys on from the. B2B marketing LinkedIn Institute, LinkedIn Institute, um, John Lomb- uh, Lombardo and Peter Weinberg. And they're talking about B2B marketing and how a lot of B2B marketing is um, pretty, pretty poor, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we obviously have a huge amount of insights in terms of effectiveness, uh, in terms of best practice from consumer. And for whatever reason, we don't transfer them over to B2B. Um, and fundamentally, B2B and B2C, they're, we're doing the same things. Like your your channels and your tactics are obviously going to be very different, but ultimately you're trying to do the same thing. And anyway, one of the brands they talked about that was doing good work is Salesforce. I said, oh, I must look them up. And honestly, errors and errors and errors, which culminated in you know this piece of, of, of creative. So kind of two elements to, to point out about the the ad and then Salesforce in general. Uh, firstly, their, their positioning, and then secondly, how they use use brand assets. So um, Salesforce, their, their positioning, so they're founded in late, late 90s, early 2000s, and their positioning very early on was, we are not, we're not software, right? We are not software. Their whole brand platform were, brand identity or brand value is around bringing people together 
and you can see in the creative, you know, Matthew, we'll call him Matthew because we're friends with him now. You know, he's looking out into the new frontier, which he rejects, comes back down to earth with various different scenes of bringing, uh, bringing people together. And then in my favorite part of the ad and the positioning, you know, they position themselves by talking about what they're not. So that, you know, the quote in it, whilst the others look at the, whilst the others look at the metaphors and Mars, let's stay here and restore ours. So obviously it's Super Bowl, you know, Meta and, and Tesla are going to be um, there advertising and certainly they're present. Um, and I just think it's such a good way. And I love when brands position themselves by talking about what they're not, mm-hmm. because I think it's a very human thing to do. Like we all shop as much for what we want, but as much to say, you know, we're rejecting something else. You know, you buy your, you buy your Smirnoff, for example, you're buying your Smirnoff, but you're actively not buying something else. Um, Bad frog. Bad frog, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're, I suppose you're talking about what you're, what you're not. And even in that statement, the idea of, you know, um, uh, we're not a software, that's from like 20 years ago. Mm. And it's so clearly brought through in that creative. Like you can see that that's the, that's nearly the, the brief. Um, and I think to be that clear in your positioning and that discipline to be doing something 20 years on is, is really strong. Yeah. I think for me, the, like to think that this was eight months ago makes so much sense. Cause over the last uh, year you'd had Musk, you'd had Bezos all going space. And then there was this big conversation and Musk was even talking about this on different podcasts that we should stop focusing on here and only focus on space and like because that's the future of the the civilization and other people will if everyone stopped spending money on rockets and just focus there was this huge thing went on for yeah. like three or four months across different kind of mm-hmm. people in engineering spaces and stuff like that what should we be focusing what should all the brain power be focused on and i just love that the minute and like matthew mcconaughey is seen as such a connection person like yeah. even when I don't, I don't know if you remember remember his book point, tour yeah. his book tour um when he was on like every fucking thing on Zoom you know during the um Green COVID Man. where every celebrity could go on every talk show because they didn't need to be there in yeah. person yeah <laughs> and McConaughey was everywhere yeah. and uh, he just the way in which he engages it's very Texas it's very he just connects he just talks so um colloquialisms but you don't know Mm -hmm. them but yet you feel comfortable because he's willing to use them right Mm -hmm. and um to have him be the representation of the person looking out into space being like "Mm." you're like oh yeah okay i'll go with matthew here bring Mm -hmm. me bring me there matthew bring Mm -hmm. me but Mm -hmm. and it's also his heritage of interstellar as well as in like he's he's the guy who does know how to go yeah. into space. Didn't you even know, think of that part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a reach, Aaron. I'm with Jay here. That's, uh, mm. that's a reach. Oh, no, that's <laughs> no I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is such a good choice I had. I'm delighted. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that, Shane. Yeah, keep going. Keep going, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan <laughs> is involved in this. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's definitely, that's definitely. Um, yeah, no, it's really strong. And like, I think as well, like for, for the knowledge of you, you rightly said, there's a 20 year old message. We're not software. So mm. that would have been like roughly around 2002 after the dot com bubble burst when like software would have cost a lot of people a lot of money Yeah, to for them to come out and be like, that's not what we are. We are this. And mm-hmm. then for them to bring that the whole way through um, for the next uh, two decades. Um, yeah, really strong, like interesting because obviously the last Super Bowl was the Bitcoin Super Bowl. 
um as we 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 did a, a super bowl episode and it was pretty much just everything was fucking crypto um mm. this kind of this didn't come up on any of my radar for it but as you rightly yeah. said with the the history of the brand and what the brand mm-hmm. is trying to achieve and uh, like it's amazing that something with matthew mcconaughey doesn't come up on our radar when we google Super Bowl ads. Like, does yeah. that not show the insanity of the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit ridiculous, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, like the other the other the other key aspect I like about the the ad and then and then Salesforce as a brand is um their their use of brand assets. So mm-hmm. like we all know, thanks to you know, Ehrenberg Bass and and Jenny Romanuk, we all know brand assets, we all know we should be cultivating them, protecting them, using them all the time. And mm-hmm. not a lot of brands do, right? Um, but Salesforce like have literally taken the book and gone, we're we're completely all over it. Um, so one of the things they do really, really well. So their logo is like a cloud logo, uh, backed on the on the color blue or inverse or whatever. Um, in every single frame in that ad, there's the color blue. In mm-hmm. all their above the line, blue is brought throughout the creative, and it's actually a key thing that they try and own. Um, and it's on their, you know, they're doing outdoor or whatever. Blue, blue is what they take ownership of. Um, and another aspect that I really love, and it, it's not part of the ad, but is worth is is worth bringing up, is their use of brand characters. So, mm-hmm. um, Salesforce have like a suite of ten to fifteen cartoon brand characters that they use which is like as far away from customer relationship management as you can get so these characters are like um think of um think of like cartoon network style animals basically and each of these characters represents a particular vertical product function solution particular value for salesforce and they use them on their above the line and they're below the line too essentially communicate to uh communicate to customers and the 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 detail that they go into it is you know brand characters have their own uh, characteristics they have their own pronouns they have their own particular areas um and i just think it's very commendable um that a brand you know like the guys had had said are actually taking what is best practice and and going with it because we know it works we know brand characters work yet not a lot of brands will will go and do it so um yeah, definitely impressive stuff from from Salesforce in that in that regard. Yeah, cool. I yeah, just googled the brand characters there just to have a look at them. Yeah, Jesus, a what? And lot. even like artistically, a wide spectrum yeah. of design. So as in these yeah. these don't look like they're from the same cartoon show. Yeah, which yeah. is even more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> and and like my so my favorite one is this, and I actually don't know the name, but it's like an elephant with like a nineties tie dye T shirt on. Yeah. And like Ruth the elephant, pardon, Ruth, 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 Ruth the elephant. of course, Ruth the elephant. Yeah, but like, can Ruth. you, you know, you can, you can picture the like, okay, what's the plan for the year? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got Ruth, so she's an elephant in a tie dye t shirt, and like, you can see the CFO going, sorry, it's a tie dye t shirt. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine, carry on, crack on. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just brilliant, like, yeah, it's just really, it. really good. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's just applying what we know what we know works in a and like remember like salesforce is a really complicated yeah. complex product that's you know different for different businesses going back to the point of bringing people together um what better way to communicate it through 
you know cartoon characters like brilliant yeah. love it yeah yeah i love it that's uh yeah that's that's interesting you're gonna send me now on a on a rabbit hole to look at everything they've ever done because it's one of those things i obviously we know the brand especially being in the industry and mm-hmm. i have a lot of people who would have gone into salesforce yeah and yeah. but still i'm kind of like yeah i know what they do but do i know what they do <laughs> so now i'm and, gonna have to look it up <laughs> and i mean even even from um you know, even from the, the, the Super Bowl ad you went through, you don't really get an idea with what they do no. <laughs> in detail, but you, you get the premise of, okay, we bring people together. That's, mm. And that's all yeah, they yeah. want. And they do it really consistently, yeah. which which has to be commended, yeah. yeah. And also there's a whack of, they must be a big deal because Matthew Matthew's in, this. in a hot air. Matthew's yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. He needs exactly. a few bob, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I heard he did it for free because he just loves what Salesforce does. He just love, he loves <laughs> yeah. bringing people together. Just loves bringing people together. <laughs> yeah. That's such a Matthew thing to do. Uh, Jay, that's a that's a that's a really interesting one. We we've we've never had uh, no. like a heavy tech one like that. Um, so very interesting. I think yeah, you've sent both uh, Self and Shane and a lot of other people mm. listening down a Salesforce rabbit hole. Um, what's our next ad that we're going to see? Next ad is called uh, Like a Girl, and it's from Always. Okay, let's have a look. Hi, Aaron. Show me what it looks like to run like a girl. My hair. <laughs> Show me what it looks like to fight like a girl. <laughs> now throw like a girl. Aw. So do you think you just insulted your sister? No. I mean, yeah, insulted girls, but not my sister. My name is Dakota, and I'm 10 years old. Show me what it looks like to run like a girl. Throw like a girl. Fight like a girl. What does it mean to you when I say run like a girl? It means run fast as you can. There's an ad. I am in shock it's taken this long for <laughs> it to be on the podcast, if I'm honest. I, when when I saw this link, I was like, there's no fucking way we haven't talked about this ad. But yeah, no. Quite, quite surprising it hasn't been on. Very yeah. surprising it hasn't been yeah. on. But, it's the OG, um, isn't it, of, of big can campaign? Oh, yeah. This is when I discovered what can was. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, we can do that. We can do this. <laughs> Someone sign that off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, especially for us, this was genuinely when Aaron got me into media from production and I was trying to figure out what I was meant to do and what was creative versus media. And I had a fucking breeze what was going on. Um, then I saw this and like the media people were talking about this. I was like, this is just three cameras. I was like, we can, I was like, I can make this. I was like, what is this? And um, then like looking into it, this was the campaign that I was like, okay. I was like, we can do more than what I was thinking in Excel. I was like, I was like, we can, we can have a bit more fun. Cause as I said, like, this was like, as I was just trying to figure out what the fuck media was. And um, this was the campaign that I went, okay everything i thought this was going to be it turns out they will accept more creative ideas than than, um than they but this is a great campaign this is for me like i this campaign like it's just the simplicity of the execution and the as a as a man who was once a boy who would have told people you do something like a girl the honesty in it 
like I have done that in my life and I will put my hands up and say that so like um just that it's just so accurate and I just that's why it kind of hit really hard for me when I saw it I was like that's just fucking brilliant it's just brilliant it's just it's great I feel really bad for the the boy who's the kid in it though because he he got put on blast (laughs) (laughs) I was yeah I was thinking that after I was like they should really do where is he now with just him just saying I'm really sorry um but yeah like I mean like beyond the immediate impact of like the the, because the creative is great like we even when you however many times you watch it you go oh you know that's just amazing um like the context of it is, which which I really enjoy about it is, um, you know, going into because I think it was first 20, 2014 it, it it came out. So going into it, like always were, you know, had had kind of missed the jump on on social basically. So other competitors had basically engaged with their their younger demographic. I think sixteen to twenty four, sixteen to twenty twenty two is how, how they looked at it. And you know, when we think back then, that's when big brands were getting into social and a lot of the stuff always we're doing was you know very product led very uh, functional talking about the technology um and obviously wasn't you know connecting emotionally as much with with uh, consumers and i suppose for me the the what i love about it is that their part of their brand equity is uh, one of their associations is confidence right so all the ads they've been running were focused on confidence, but were very product-led and functional-led. They realize they have an issue, and the issue is they need to you know, talk to this younger audience. They come up with an absolutely fabulous creative, but ultimately it does. It's consistent with confidence because the whole aspect of it is to do with confidence, um, but taps into very simply storytelling, uh, emotion, you know, system, system one, and it absolutely smashes it from a commercial standpoint. You know, they they obviously all their, you know, whatever, that went completely viral. Mm-hmm. All their socials blew up. But, you know, uh, intent, uh, uh, purchase intent uh, uh, blew up. Brand consideration blew up in uh, in the target. So it, it had that sweet spot of, yes, you watch it and you have that impact of, oh, my goodness, too. It has a very clear start, middle, and end for the brand, uh, and is consistent with what they did previously, just a different way of doing it. Um, so yeah, certainly from that that commercial standpoint, it's um, yeah, it 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 works. And then there's obviously the the creative element, which just hits you in the chest because, like like you said, Shane, like I remember the first time seeing it and going, "Well, I'm never ever saying that again." Um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and and like even you know back then that probably would have been a phrase said on you know, daytime TV, Everything. you know, that would have been yeah. said on morning chat shows. Now, yeah. thankfully it's not, it, it, it's certainly, or I'd like to think not, not said as much, mm. but, um, you know, they found that sweet spot of finding an issue that is socially, per, you know, purposeful, um, but ultimately delivers on the brand, which is challenging. Like that's hard to do. And they, I think they do it really well. Now. Yeah, definitely. No, no, no. I completely agree with you. That would have been a completely socially accepted term at the time mm-hmm. like even yeah. like it would have been said um you now you would have assumed it would have been said more among kids than anything else right which i think is the real power of it because you show that's where they show the kids and that's where if i was to recall when i potentially ever used it that's when i would have used it um but as you rightly said the minute you watch that you go yeah okay i'm never saying that again and like that's that's real power 
right? Um, and I just think, but like, I love that you're, you're, you're dead right that this isn't a shot in the dark. This wasn't a shot I can that no one saw that they ran at 3 a.m. Um, on some network. You know what I mean? Just to be like, yeah, we have this idea but for the award. This has brand purpose and makes sense from where they were coming from. And when you marry those things together, you're going to hit on something that's going to stand to the brand. Like the, the thing I feel bad for the brand about after doing something hugely successful after this is what the fuck do you do next? <laughs> like how yeah. do you how do you go, okay, we, we knocked that out of the park. Uh oh. <laughs> to, to to be fair then, because I was actually looking at it because I, I I was um yeah, going down another rabbit hole with mm. it. They actually ran it up until twenty nineteen. So not right. not the not the creative, but they did um which is again great. They did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they linked it to sport and girls dropping out of yeah. sport at that particular age. They're talking about. So they had like running clubs mm-hmm. all over the world. Really nice activations. That's what, you know. That's that's four or five years that they great. got. They 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 got a huge amount out of it. So um, and so I, yeah, I love fair them. Yeah, I love seeing because I feel like it's a real traditional advertising thing as in from a bygone era where you would run an execution for a long period of time so long that an audience would then associate it with you like without mm-hmm. even seeing your brand so yeah. it's great to see something so strong for the brand then to have the confidence it's like oh let's just make different iterations of this let's yeah. not throw it away because yeah. sometimes i think that can happen where they're like what are we doing next what are we doing it's like no 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 you're on to something there's this a whole generation of people here don't panic just 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 change it make it TikTok friendly like just just yeah. fucking change it but yeah, yeah no that's a fabulous ad and i'm still in shock that you're the first person yeah. to bring that yeah, that's 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 a bit mental. <laughs> uh, it's almost like it's it's so famous of an ad. It's like, nah, surely I'm gonna think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when I sent it on to your guy, I was presuming I was like, surely this one won't have been shown. So hey, I'll go together. Great, fair play. What kind of hack there. of a podcast is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. What type of guests have we had? <laughs> <laughs> I might not, co- guys. I can't make this. I can't make the podcast anymore. I'm sorry, just too busy schedules and so on. <laughs> you're you're too far in, Jay. You're too far in because only one There's, more. A ad teaser's ad been made you. already. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this uh, if you if you hang up right yeah. now, this episode's still going. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's let's get on to last but not least. What do we have for our final ad, Jay? So the last ad, which is the piece of content, I've purely put in. I feel like this is my my greedy ad. This just basically has lots of stuff that I like in it. There's no, it's just pure self interest. Great. Um. So yeah, it's just great. Really, really good. But some um. So the ad is um called Eyes in the City. Hashtag Eyes in the City, and it's by a brand called uh, CP Company. And for context, CP Company is a uh, a uh, uh, menswear brand which would be kind of mid premium in terms of of, of price points so be considered like a, a streetwear brand so mm-hmm. um more expensive than north face less expensive than like balenciaga that's kind of where the brand sits for context and um it features uh, reggie snow who is a, a an irish artist yeah okay okay let's great let's have a look Yo, what's crack? Chillin' bro, yeah, you good? Yeah, good bro. I remember when you were like 13, calling to my door to paint track sides. I always thought you were different to all the other kids in Dublin. Well, yeah, I always felt like an outsider, like a black sheep. For me, it was about, about embracing those differences and then just, you know, um, at some point meeting up with like-minded people, so. But yeah, I always felt different, man. I felt like a weirdo. 
on you, good thing. Up the dub. Come on, Ireland. <laughs> I, I like the city centre. I'm in the middle of everything. <laughs> All those bananas there, one euro. It's half your weight in gold. <laughs> <laughs> what about a nice shine from Kate? To maintain, that's the price of fame. Walked in, lights dim, never knowing my name. Now it's sold out shows and tracks, expose what I made. You a fake ass rapper, you a hoe in the lane. And I made this lane from picking holes in my brain. I was born with a vision, Alexander the Great. And the fake love creeping like the cancer I'm born. June 27, 1993, I came on. Super proud to be Irish. It's in my DNA, it's who I am, it's all I know. For a small country, we've always proved ourselves, and that's never gonna change. Someone from the Dale of the Darn is gonna spin a yarn more significant than Animal Farm. Someone from the Camp of the Bell is gonna outcast the spell. When a wizard, what the witcher, rhyme, chiming, and probabel. Meanwhile, there's more of the Eden, hairline receding, though barely teething, stood scarcely believing that all of them were the places full of concrete scheming, be also indulging earnestly in the escapist dreaming. And strolling, stomping, duck diving, weaving, geographically, affably, I have walked these zones, occasionally acoustically accompanied by the headphones, and I have witnessed quite identifiable, identical homes, and sometimes I've listened to quite sensible, passionate poems. didn't feel like an ad at all no yes i i promise you there is some sort of marketing rationale why i put this in <laughs> yeah. um but no like first like first first thing like the look i love the creative um because it makes dublin look cool um which i think at times if you're in dublin you're like this is not this place is not cool yeah. um 
and you know despite having you know uh irish dancing uh poetry the foggy jew in it is like the least tourism ireland ad of all mm-hmm. time ever um mm-hmm. but yeah like from a from a campaign perspective or a marketing perspective why i actually put the ad in uh, there's a couple of elements that i do do really like in it um use of brand assets like we talked about earlier with, with salesforce harnessing and leverage like avid fans or like loyalists to your brand and then then finally co-creation so um like concept of the 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 campaign is is eyes in the city so this this creative ran in uh, london manchester seoul tokyo milan all with different basically creators so musicians uh, artists designers and, and, and so on and the eyes on the city element are the eyes being which which you guys would have seen in the in, in the piece is um the goggles on the actual actual clothing so goggles on hoods mm-hmm. on on hats and then lenses on on arms and that comes from a very distinct um brand asset that the brand has had since like the 80s um and i suppose as an asset in you know clothing and 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 streetwear like each clothing brand has all have a very distinct asset right they have a pattern or a logo or a color or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. but i suppose what this brand have is have something that you can actually feel and is incredibly unusual looking in comparison to their competitors and they've kind of put it front and center front and center of everything that they're doing so that again that's the eyes and the city point um and what I also really like about it is the way they use um, like avid users or, or loyalists of the brand. So like Ritson talks about this, like how um, you can learn an awful lot from the people who avidly use your brand or are heavy, heavy users of your brand. Like our, our natural instinct is always look at the average customer. We always find out what the average customer does and we'll figure out how to deliver that. Um, whereas his point is you can gain a huge amount of insights into the most passionate people about your brands because, you know, they're figuring out different ways to use it or, or, or uses that you didn't realize it had. And what the campaign does is it takes that and it kind of runs with it because all of the, all of the, I suppose, collaborators, you'd call it in the series, all by where you use the brand Now some of them are more avid than others and some of them are genuinely since the age of 15 this is all they've been wearing and are you know proper artists or designers or whatever um and what it allows the brand to do is i suppose show how the asset is used in situ and like it's very different like because you can if you think of what their competitors are doing like you know there's an autumn winter range out we're going to go to an abandoned warehouse with a load of models and take really moody shots. And it's going to look mm-hmm. amazing. Right. Half of the the content here is like the different people we see in different cities across the world, like getting on the bus, how the brand is actually used. And something that's very important to, I suppose, CP company as a brand is this idea of it being urban wear and focusing in on, on the city. Um, so really like, like the way that they kind of tap into that, you know, avid user or, or, or loyalist way of using the, the, the brand. And then lastly, is just the co-creation point. So th- this brand is not as big as its competitors. The other competitors have far bigger um, budgets and spend and so on. And 
very simply in terms of activation when all this when when all these were coming out as a series they basically asked people to show us your version of eyes in the city mm-hmm. um with hashtag eyes in the city and it's very simply mm-hmm. how they how they use the brand asset which is the goggle or the hat or the lens or whatever it might be in their urban setting which obviously extends the reach of it but actually builds the the, the, the campaign so um you know on every it's video nice through threads throughout it exactly um and you know the amount you know you go on any one of those videos it's like oh my god please do belfast or please do somewhere mm-hmm. like you know what i mean so um yeah so those are my my reasons for shoehorning this one in i hope, I hope that worked <laughs> i hope that that worked in that yeah no, def- no y- y- you have works, to so. you have to have a bit of catnip in there for yeah. when you're when you're being asked what what your favorite ad is <laughs> This is this is the space that you can be indulgent in it, and that's to be fair, that is that is a gorgeous ad to to put there. We never would have come across that in a month of Sundays. Um, the editing is phenomenal. Yeah, sound that, design that, is that done very well, in particular. Sound design is done very well. It reminded me that 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 uh, watching that ad, I, I I don't know if 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 you have this experience, if you go to a concert or you're you're listening to your Discover Weekly on mm-hmm. Spotify. And a song that you've never heard before comes on and it's like you, your whole body is just bit into it. And you're like, mm-hmm. what is this? How have I never heard about this before? This is the best sounding song I've ever heard. You know, after five plays, that feeling goes. But that initial whack, I got that with this. It's like, where's the, where is he going to edit next? What's, you know, what's what shots? Are, where, where are we going? We went... It, like it felt like a bit of an odyssey you know where we're we were in a chipper we we're on the street then we we're in a boxing club then we we're on the beach we we're in an Irish dance. you didn't know mm-hmm. where it was going it just had that those kind of notes of of a song that grabs you uh but by all your being when you hear it for the first time and that's for me that's a sign of a fucking class act. yeah and, and i yeah actually because i kind of a similar feeling particularly with the the kind of crescendo point or the 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 big point at the end with the irish dancing and you know yeah. that Reggie Snow doing some really weird dance on Dolly Mount Strand, <laughs> but it just works for whatever reason. Yeah. It works. Um, which yeah, that it has that feeling of a of a kind of a, that, that sort of song you'd hear for the first time. Absolutely, like yeah, uh, almost transcendental. I I adore when you come across small clothing brands lookbooks, and you can kind of come across them in really weird places and like um, in like different different like coffee table shops and stuff like that. I don't know if you ever seen the show um, How to Make It in America, HBO Two Seasons. No, no. Um, one of those shows that HBO didn't continue, but they should have. Kid mm. Cudi's in it. Um, and it's essentially it's about two guys in Manhattan who set up a jeans company. That's the whole premise of the show, mm-hmm. and it's about building a clothing brand, but starting with one perfect item and then growing the brand. Now the show gets cancelled too soon, but it's it's you know that song um, I need the dollar dollar bill. Yeah. You know that song that yeah. got huge around the time that was its theme song. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so uh, which kind of brought it mainstream, and then HBO kind of cancel it but a uh, fabulous show like uh, from they go into all lookbook and stuff like that and that kind of really focused me on that world of photography and and even brand development across platforms and how you bring a lookbook to life and i love when you see something like a photography a photographer who's doing the lookbook decides to oh no no you also get to shoot the video mm-hmm. and they make something they just bring the lookbook off the pages into a video almost like a documentary style mm-hmm. um Similar to, that's the feeling I got, you know, with the Burberry open spaces ad. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So the start mm-hmm. of that, I was like, this is this is what I like. This is lookbook kind of, da-. and then they just fucking blow it up, which is amazing, right? And that, which what mm-hmm. makes that so impressive visually. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I love that. I love that kind of. This could be if you remove the brand from this. This is I. We're going around to short film festivals at the minute. I was like, I could mm-hmm. see this. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. See this standing, yeah, a hundred percent being like eyes on Dublin, just being the title of the actual piece mm-hmm. itself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're on to a really something which is important for small clothing brands to feel really authentic, right? Yeah, Especially if you're trying to pull people in. Mm-hmm. So if you're mm-hmm. making, if you're putting communications out there that feel authentic, you know, you're onto something because it's like if you have someone who's wearing kind of a niche brand and it's really nice and then that person explains to you why they like it from an authentic place you go geez i'm gonna buy yeah. i'm gonna buy one of them but, but you get that off this ad you do you no no that that's what i'm saying going, i completely agree shit, that's i think they've nailed it like, these yeah. guys should i be wearing yeah am i am i on cool now because i've never heard of these and <laughs> and, and and i think that's always i think that's why the the, the co-creation point is yeah, important to it because like co-creation it's like yeah so what that's easy to do but in the context is actually mm-hmm is actually really important and it's actually reggie snow's mate that that directed us it's uh joshua gordon i think his name was so yeah serious serious job it's yeah just looks great here's a question for both of you right i know aaron's answer but i'm gonna put Mm. what is the brand you're most loyal to from a clothing point of view do you have a brand aaron yours is heli hansen would be yeah heli hansen you've just taken that and you fucking ran with it (laughs) you've never sailed a day in your life but that's Sailing's not the point. Sailing's no, no, not yeah, the point. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Do you, do, Jay, gets Jay, do you have one? Jay yes, it, it, it's Stone Island. I have everything Stone you, Island. You, you've have, got, you got to put the patch forward. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Yeah, I've, I've like. Love it. I've like 18 jumpers that are just different colors and are exactly the same. That's one of my favorite things Uniform. that the internet took on Twitter. <laughs> that like just I'll was. <laughs> yeah so this uh, brand so this so this so cb company the cb company yeah. brand is massimo osti who okay, formed yeah. stone island so this became this was the originator before ah, stone island essentially right. so um so like all of the all of the kind of like the the uh garment dyeing uh and a lot of the innovations that mm-hmm. all the, all the kind of streetwear brands would do actually come from massimo osti and and cp company uh, even though it's a, still a smaller brand now, but, but yeah. My favorite Stone Island thing I've seen recently is in the opening of the Wrexham Disney Plus credits. There's a there's a Stone Island flag that the fans have. That's like a Wrexham supporter flag, and I was like, I fucking love that's st- what Stone Island is because I have no clue what it is, but I just love how I it's have everywhere. No, I've never heard of Stone Island. I'll make it onto Twitter. You'll f- it, it'll be confusing, it's, but well, like, <laughs> yeah, well, it, you'll have fun with that, Aaron. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to explain <laughs> it to you. I'm going to leave you to figure it out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, that's uh, no, that's a really cool. I'm um. I'm going to do a bit more digging into those as a company now, CP, because I love I love coming across something like that from a clothing point. Yeah, of they've cool I'm, stuff. Uh, they've, they've actually really nice um, lookbooks as well, although they're very, very expensive. That's the only. Oh, that's OK. Have. Yeah, I, I love I love like real high quality, like stuff that's real niche clothes that I'll wear to death. I'll wear it till it falls off me <laughs> for yeah, five absolutely. years. Yeah, absolutely. Just thread purchase. Yeah, definitely. So if, uh, if anyone wants to buy some uh What's what's it called? Stone uh, Stone Island. You don't even know the name of the brand. Stone, oh my God, Stone Aaron! Island, it, 
if uh, if like, anyone's buying some stone out of them, put uh, I love that ad ten for a ten percent discount. <laughs> yeah, uh, into the box yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's We're going to break so many browsers with that. Um, brilliant. Well, I'm going to find out what stone I. That's fucking that's a good task. Podcast. Get that on the list. But, <laughs> Jay, thank you so much. Cheers, for, guys. For that. They're a great selection of ads. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, the podcast um if anyone want to ca- catch up with what you're doing or or what's going on in three uh what's what's the best way to get in touch with you i suppose just my 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 linkedin hit me up on linkedin that's the that's the easiest thing to do deadly jay wilson Super. marketing campaign manager at three iron thank you so much if anyone is listening and wants to watch the ads uh and and see the lovely ads that jay has brought to the table go to i love that ad for slash Go to workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast. Uh, balls we'll be able to see, it, see all the stuff <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, but until next time, all the best. Cheers, guys. Thanks for that. Pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.